Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. Every Thursday on Phantom Radio. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. All right here because we're broadcasting right now. Aren't we, guys? Someone back me up, please. We are, we are broadcasting right now. Um, Can you confirm? Can yes. any of us really confirm? I was kind of hoping that we'd just leave James hanging there. <laughs> I'm, we're broadcasting, right, guys? Because you'd, you'd dis- sell me down the river that quickly. If <laughs> Discharge broadcasts and there's no one listening to it, did they really broadcast at all? That's just one of the Ooh. questions we won't be answering over the course of the next two hours. Hashtag deep. How philosophical of you, Robbie? I, th- I think we could be philosophical. Can't we? Can we? Can we? We We can. I don't know if we've got the capability to be philosophical. (laughs) So, you two, uh, do you know what day it is? What day is it, Robbie? What's the date? Remember, remember, it's it's something. It's, it's a Thursday. It's a Thursday, correct? Yeah, that's, that's the rhyme. <laughs> remember, remember, <laughs> it's Thursday. <laughs> no, um, it's Friday. No, it's not. It's Thursday. <laughs> that's established. Okay. okay, it's Thursday, the fifth of November, which means mm-hmm. that we are for the first time broadcasting outside in the outside world, uh, celebrating the fireworks. We're, you can hear we're here with an actual firework display. Are oh you... wow, this is oh they're, they're so beautiful. Look at so them. look at them go off. Oh wow, the the sheer imagery that we're just not able to convey. I know. Look at that one. That one's slightly blue, and that one is an array of colours. And don't let that child near the fireworks, Robbie. Oh, so who going... who gave this toddler a sparkler? <laughs> oh, he's got no retinas. <laughs> he's <laughs> just burnt his eyes out. And now he's put it in his mouth. Never mind. Never mind. There's more toddlers in the world. Um, so, look at that one. This one's still here, he's just horrendously mutilated. <laughs> what, what a note to start the show on. By what his own admission, to... though, like, you know, sparkles are hot. Get it right, kids. Don't <laughs> don't put it in your mouth. So, do you just want to look, watch the fireworks for a second? I mean, I've, I've seen fireworks Ooh. before, unless I'm anticipating something particularly big or outlandish. <laughs> do you know what fireworks are? <laughs> they are big and outlandish by definition, and aim. I don't know if they're outlandish anymore. After, they're quite, yeah, they're, after they're you've very... seen, like, 20 fireworks displays, they get kind of the same, <laughs> don't they? That is yeah. so specific. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of how many years Only old I am. Only after you've seen 20 <laughs> fireworks displays <laughs> can you fully appreciate <laughs> what they mean. <laughs> the deeper meaning behind gunpowder and various dangerous chemicals. <laughs> so, should we go ahead and introduce ourselves? Yeah. Why not? Um, who's going uh, first? Because we always do this. Uh, my name's Robbie, and if I was a firework, I'd be a Catherine Wheel. My name is Jordan, and if I was a firework, I'd be composed entirely of grit and cantaloupe. <laughs> my name is James, and if I was a firework, I'd be a sparkler that you accidentally left outside for ten minutes, and now it's really damp and won't light. Is that some sort of metaphor for your personality? or I think it's a metaphor for every aspiration I've ever had, more than anything. <laughs> well, way to open with a depressing kind of... All my aspirations are damp and won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a horrific euphemism. <laughs> tell you what, Jordan, do you want to tell us why you feel your firework be made of cantaloupe and grit. Um, oh, yes. I no, I don't think we should spoil it. Should we spoil we, it? We, uh, it's worth hinting at a bit, at least, I suppose. Well, If, if you don't immediately... Well, it, it's something to do with something I do various <laughs> various times <laughs> in the verbal discharge canon, in Tatters <laughs> as it is. It involves a hammer, my head, the floor, 
and a cantaloupe. <laughs> and that's all I'm that's, giving that's, anyone. That's tantalising. all will be explained over the following weeks on our Facebook page, which yep. you can find at facebook.com forward slash verbal discharge. Or you can get us on Twitter, at verbdisradio. And the other way you can find us, if you go to our, our blog, our website, which will have the video we're talking, or the... But yes, it is, it's going to be a video uh, when it goes up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shattering any illusion. Just, yes, it's a video. We made it. Uh, Verbaldischard.co.uk. There's also exciting blogs, such as the one, James, you did yesterday. What was that about? Oh, I did a blog post about um, how to start a cult in five easy steps. And it's surprisingly Fantastic. effective. Discharge. Discharge, charge, discharge, 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 verbal discharge, verbal discharge. So guys, when I was little, I had a nickname, and it wasn't a nickname that a bully or anybody else on the playground kind of area gave me, it was a nickname my mum gave me. Toby Toby. Yeah, the, yeah. well, yeah, Toby Toby is my mum. <laughs> nobody's followed her yet, so it's alright. Um, anyway... She used to call me her little tub of bum cream. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a, an interesting name to give a child, because normally it's something quite endearing. Yeah. They're like, oh, my, 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 li- my little cherub, my little, but, but never like, oh, my cream to soothe hemorrhoids. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so with that in mind, I thought like I'd do a pilot of um, a game show called Jordan's Little Tub of Bum Cream. Okay. And um, it's gonna it's gonna be a quiz show. And the first round here that I'm gonna do with you is going to be entirely about famous people who had hemorrhoids. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. How, how, I, I, are these? Are you, yeah, you can verify these. Do we know how yeah. these people have hemorrhoids? Like? Um, yes. Or rather, how do we know? Yes, I, these are all verified. Apart from the ones that I put in that are lies, and that you have, it's, it's it's a true or false thing. Right. Okay. I like where this is going. Okay. Jordan. No, 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 you go on. No, you go on. Jordan, he's got a little pocket of bum cream. Yeah, a little pocket. <laughs> a little packet. A packet. <laughs> oh, wait, is it, was it a little tub? It's a little tub. A little tub, a little, 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 little tub of bum cream. A little <laughs> coin <laughs> filmed <laughs> rap. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay. So, <laughs> so, the first person here I've got on the list is Alfred the Great. Does anyone know King Alfred the Great? I'm aware of him. 80, oh, sorry, 849 to 899. King Alfred of Wessex uttered the wish for God to inflict him with a disease to suppress the lust but not rob him of his ability to rule. He mm. soon became afflicted with hemorrhoids. Is this true <laughs> or false? I, I reckon that's probably true. True? He, I mean, he he was a raunchy, raunchy bugger. Yeah, he was. But I, I don't believe he'd go so far as to ask God to give him a bum disease. So I'm going to say false. It's actually true. There, I've, I've, I've verified this with a historical source. <laughs> he, he uttered for God to inflict him with a disease to suppress him because he, 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 he was lusting after a lot of women. And he was the king, so he kind of, you know... When you say a historical source, do you mean someone alive in, like, 1804? I mean, historians said it in a book. Okay. And and then he got hemorrhoids. And I think that might rob you of the ability to rule, because you can't sit on your throne. If ever there was proof God exists, (laughs) this is it. It's when this man man got hemorrhoids. hemorrhoids. Napoleon Bonaparte. Apparently, um, he, he... 
the good old French emperor that he was, during the Battle of Waterloo had piles so severe he could not sit on his horse or command his army. I'm, I'm pretty sure I've heard this. I'm pretty sure I've heard Napoleon mm. had some big poo problems. So I'm going to say yes. Okay. He had some big poo problems, but his problems were he was a big poo. Because <laughs> I'm in reception, and those are the kind of insults I'm going to throw around. Fantastic. I'm going to disagree again and say false. Okay, so Robbie's like two, two, two oh! minutes. <laughs> I'm trying to keep count here. If he had oh, I have a pen. diarrhea instead, then he could have been Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, uh, straight out. I get what it, a film! I get it. Yeah, it's really good. The bit where he goes over the ramp. Oh, it's funny. brilliant! Just funny. Yeah, you know that. You know the bit when the that guy tries to steal Pedro's bike, and then Pedro's cousins roll up, yeah. and they just look at him and shake their heads, <laughs> and he runs away. You know the bit at the end where he does the dance. Yeah, and it goes on for so long. You know, it becomes you, uncomfortable. You know, you know the bit where he feeds the llama. Yeah, it's never mind your quiz, John. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> Tina, Tina the llama. Tina the llama, yeah. and then there's that bit where the fa- where um, right at the start when he's got the little little action figure, and the yeah. kid asks him, "What are you gonna do today, Napoleon?" And he says, "Whatever I feel like," and he throws the action man out the window. Yeah. Oh, it's oh and brilliant. You know, the bit where he's he's at the he's he's saying like, "Oh, I'm got any skills?" Because girls only like people. With yeah. But yeah, that's my yeah. mantra for life. Yeah. Yeah. I wish we were that funny. <laughs> I, I, so I'm thinking, if we just describe funny bits from film, like someone being funnier than us, then that might rub off. We might get like 10% of how funny Napoleon Dynamite Hey, is. guys, do you remember that scene from Laurel and Hardy? Where <laughs> oh, God. Laurel and Hardy? Yeah. Out of all the things you could choose. Well, it was that or Anton Deck. The <laughs> <laughs> two great comedy double acts. <laughs> I'm going to move on with this. Good. Cristiano Ronaldo. Star footballer, oh, prize gem for Portugal and Real Madrid once had hemorrhoids so bad that he couldn't play in the World Cup quarterfinals. I'm going to say true because I hope it is. I'm going to say false because I thought more would have been made of this. Robbie's, <laughs> Robbie's right. Oh, Robbie's sorry. <laughs> I'm three nil ahead. I'm just an expert on hemorrhoids. Karl Marx. Wait, wait. How how many questions are left? Wait, okay, we've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven, you've got oh, seven so, you, okay, seven. so the, seven I've, I've got a chance, I've got a chance. You've got to get them all right to win outright. And you've got to get them wrong. Yes. Car- okay. Karl Marx, that beautiful Prussian-German philosopher, sociologist, economist, journalist, historian, and revolutionary socialist, whilst writing Das Kapital, became beset with hemorrhoids. Thanks, Robbie. I tried to turn away from the Lowering the tone of my quiz. Um, writing to his close friend um, Friedrich Ingalls he said to finish this I must at least be able to sit down I I think had this been true it would have been more widely publicised and I haven't heard of it so I'm going to say false no I think this is something that would come up on on Facebook from people who post quotes from Karl Marx regularly you Mm. know who you are um, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think this would come up more regularly. So I'm going to say false as well. You're, you're both wrong. Oh, um, he, he was beset with he was beset with hemorrhoids, and he said to Friedrich Engels, "To finish, I must at least be able to sit down." But he added, "I hope the bourgeoisie will remember my carbuncles." Carbuncles. I have no idea what carbuncles means, and I didn't t- didn't bother to look for the definition. It sounds like an automotive part. Yeah, can we can we get this Google? Carbuncle was the lightning type summon from Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> um, a carbuncle is a severe abscess or multiple <laughs> boil on the skin, typically infected with bacteria. And it's got oh. a name of a type of bacteria. You, you, you wouldn't want one of them on your on your on on the 
you know, the, uh, I'm trying to think of a way to say anus, but, but in a more, <laughs> on your anus, in a more polite sort of way, on um, that planet, on on the chocolate starfish. Oh, there we go. That's a, that's a, on the rusty bullet hole. Um, <laughs> Carl Marx's rusty bullet hole. Episode title sorted. Right there. Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Oh no, I hope he hasn't. Looks like he's probably suffered from hemorrhoids. (laughs) I mean, it's true he probably he looks like it, but I'm not sure he has. Hmm. It's just Um, disappointing. But I want to win. I also want to win, but I like to live dangerously like the villain from Casino Royale. So I'm going to say... <laughs> wait, Robbie, what did you say? <laughs> uh, I said false. <laughs> I say true. James is right. Oh! On the set of oh! Wall Street as well. Really? Yeah. Oh, well. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I thought they would have at least mentioned that in the director's commentary. Ernest. <laughs> my, anus, <laughs> my anus was anything but all right, all right, all right. Scorsese. Yeah. Oh. And, uh, and this is the scene... Where, I don't know, he's, he's become Woody Allen just because they're both short and have got glasses. This, this is the scene where Matthew has... He has he has hemorrhoids. He hemorrhoids. No, it's okay. Continue. We'll we'll we'll, 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 no, we'll, yeah. we'll all imagine that the impression is better than it is. No, it's fine. Um, no, go on. Doing his uh huh huh. It's just him trying to stamp them out. <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, Elvis. Sounding <laughs> 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 just like Elvis. It's a good Elvis impression you got there, Ernest Hemingway. Oh, True. now he suffered from a lot of things like an anthrax infection, kidney trouble, cut eyeball, a broken arm, and torn groin muscle. But did he ever ever, ever have hemorrhoids? Um, I I think this is probably true, but I also think this is exactly the kind of pop culture reference Jordan would go for if he was making one up. So, but I'm still going to go true. I think I don't know because I like Hemingway, and I hope he never had hemorrhoids just just, <laughs> just, just for his sake. However, hemorrhoiding way. Um, I, I suspect it might be true, but because I need the points and I need to win these next two questions, I'm going to go ahead and say false. So do you, wait, did you say true I or false? You said true anyway. Rob is right. Hey! Oh, no! Hemingway suffered from from so it at the it. same time he had his cut eyeball. Oh, he nice. was suffering from hemorrhoids as well. So at both ends, yeah, but leaking out. Miley Cyrus. I hope true, true. Once showed an entire audience her hemorrhoids whilst twerking through the pain in the Birmingham NEC. <laughs> false. Yeah, that's that that is that's false as anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, of course it is. <laughs> so now it's five two. Oh, oh. to victory. Marilyn Monroe. Actress, model, singer, and major sex symbol. Suffered from he- several health problems, including insomnia and hemorrhoids. She tried to keep a medical problem a secret, but why? Why is hemorrhoids always pluralized? Did you not get a single hemorrhoid? I'm assuming that they come in batches, much like those evil street gangs. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't think of anything. Those so evil, like, evil street, street gangs, gangs, which resemble inflamed veins in your anus. <laughs> it's like Doug Trio, the Pokemon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, ju- it's just it's just like a Diglett, but yeah. there's, there's three of them. <laughs> three just of pop them. up out of your anus. <laughs> <laughs> what happens when they evolve? <laughs> they get uh, <laughs> they, just, they just get thicker. <laughs> it gets four arms like Machamp. You know, three three creatures just popping out your anus <laughs> just to say hello. Fantastic. Well, Marilyn Monroe, true or false? Uh, false. Yeah, false. It's true. Oh, okay. she she suffered from hemorrhoids. Poor poor Marilyn. 
Why doesn't that come up? Again, when people share Marilyn Monroe quotes all the time on Facebook, most of them she didn't have. Henry if Roy, you don't have. deserve me at my worst... Me Wait, no, I said that wrong. <laughs> if you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me at my best. And that was said in the voice of the sort of person who would share that on Facebook. If you like girls, then you should be nice to girls. That's Marilyn Monroe quote. Um, it, it probably is. That's what all of the made-up Marilyn Monroe quotes basically come down to. Yeah, they're, they're all made up, surely. Yeah. And she couldn't have said so much stuff that was quotable over pictures of herself on Facebook, like, <laughs> many years later. Well, I don't think she said them with the intention of them, like, oh, 60 years <laughs> down the line, someone will love this on Facebook. She already knew what Facebook was <laughs> They'll invent a social media platform just so that they can share worldwide photos of me <laughs> claiming not to have hemorrhoids. In it for the long con. It's like the pin-up girl ones, you, you know, the they have the World War Two kind of yeah. image ones, and on it it's like, if you don't like Marmite, you're not nice. <laughs> and that's that's about that's about are these, the, are these actual posts. The, the, I've seen one or two that make absolutely no sense to the picture that they're on. Mm. So when people pick, um, who who was it who played in the recent Willy Wonka film? Oh, Johnny. Oh Depp. yeah, Johnny Depp. Yeah. yeah, it's not Johnny Depp. You mean yeah, Gene Wilder? Yeah, no, I'm thinking the old one. I didn't mean the new one. I meant Gene Wilder. That's who I meant. When people post pictures of his face and just put random quotes next to it, that had nothing to do with him or the film. Oh, the Minions lately. People just posting quotes saying... Oh, yeah, and you're like, why why is there a Minion next to this? There's nothing I see these days that will make my blood boil as promptly as if you show me a picture of a Minion. Or some Minions merchandise. The thing that really annoyed me, though, is that I'm getting as angry about this, uh, about seeing Minions in the real world... I really like the film, and I really liked all three of them now. It's because it's so oversaturated, and it frustrates you that people can't just enjoy stuff and not have to plaster the walls with minion propaganda. Very true. And it's one thing for a kid to walk around in a minion t-shirt. It's another thing for a fully grown woman to share a post like with a picture of a minion saying, just ten more minutes in bed, or I will be grumpy today, or whatever it is. Because one of the minions definitely said that at some point, not in the films. They don't even talk, so why are you (laughs) sharing pictures of them saying quotes? I'm going to start posting minion quotes on Facebook now. All it says next to it is (laughs) 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 wiping your hand across the keyboard. (laughs) It's interesting though, in as much as the minions have for some reason become this symbol for, I don't know, this weird social justice that people share it for. Because in today's modern age of I'm better than everyone else, you get this whole sort of like here's a picture of a minion and if you don't like how I'm doing today and you don't like how I make my cups of tea then be gone with you (laughs) (laughs) don't you think although the internet gives people the access to loads and loads and loads of information Mm. it also makes them a hell of a lot more stupid yeah, well, it's just allowing everyone to see how stupid people are Yeah, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily made people Stupider. I think it's just it, it, it's become a very good platform for us to see how stupid people actually are. Well, and when yeah. you, when you can see that Scott Barrowman, who you went to geography class with in in year eight, you, you see how he's doing, and he's I don't know, he's 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 more or less mentally void. He's making you feel better about yourself while you're on Facebook. Yeah, and that's what Facebook should be about, of course. George Clooney, his doctor, sold a story about hemorrhoids to the tabloids for money. True. True. Did you know that one? Is it? Oh, is yeah, it's actually true. Yeah, I thought it was. <laughs> so, so six, six, three. Oh, six, three. It's like a boring. Six, three. Match. And I've got yeah. one more. So you, there's one more. There's no redemption. There's no redemption. <laughs> that kid from Spy Kids once had piles so bad he tried to cut them off and almost bled to death. I'm Wouldn't pr- he have a gadget that he could use that would take them out for him? Spy Kids is only a movie. What? 
Spike is on Beal? <laughs> no. What have my years of training been for then? What? Robert <laughs> Rodriguez lied to us? <laughs> also, does it, does it blow anyone else's mind that Spy Kids was directed by Robert Rodriguez? Yeah. No, the, worst the guy thing, who did Machete! No, the worst thing is there's a character in Spy Kids played by Danny Trejo called Machete. I don't know if the two are canon. Does, like, does if that the mean that, yeah, works that together, Spy if... Kids is canon in the Tarantino-verse? <laughs> I had never thought... I really hope so. I really hope that Spy Kids Free Game Over exists in the same universe as Pulp Fiction. I'd love to see if if they release a new Spy Kids film to, to see Vincent and Jules just turn up and massacre <laughs> them. Um, but yeah, so that one in Spy Kids. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say false, and I'm going to say true. Just see if I can stretch a lead. No, it's false. Oh. It's Yay. false, which, which brings it to six four. But but. He did have something that caused him to bleed from the anus, but I can't remember what it was. It was some illness, though. Oh, well, so, uh, partially true. Partially true, but, but not hemorrhoids. But they weren't hemorrhoids. But he did bleed from and his anus. And that's what this game shows about. Yay! <laughs> Bleeding from your anus. <laughs> it's discharge. Coming to you, it's discharge. Yeah, yeah, it's discharge. Now listen to us, bitches. Now, I don't think it'd be too outlandish to say that we here at Discharge... We're pretty good. Yes. We are pretty good, aren't we? Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. good. I mean, not pretty not, good. not amazing, but we're pretty good. We're pretty good. But there's one thing that we're not pretty good at. Oh? Um, board games. I, well, Jordan's pretty good at Monopoly. Good point. <laughs> no, he isn't. The last game we played, you, got, you, you were out in minutes. I've not got the business mindset, alright? Neither do I. My, my Monopoly strategy relies on sheer luck and liquidating all of my assets at every available opportunity. My Monopoly strategy involves just sitting there and waiting for it to be over. <laughs> <That's> but, <laughs> guys, as pretty good as we are, there's one thing that we're not pretty good at. Snakes. Close. Double Dutch. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I know it doesn't. I panicked trying to think of something else to keep this passing going. We're good at snakes. <laughs> was in we're good at being snakes, we're good at taming not, snakes. Neither. Snakes in the grass, maybe, but not, not much else. Anyway, so the one thing, guys, that I think we're not too good at, the one thing we're not too hot at, is being sexy. Speak for yourself. Now, <laughs> in, in an effort to, uh, to amend this situation... I've prepared a little something for us here, guys. Oh, okay. What I've got here is an extract from the Comparative Reproductive Biology oh. of Aerolimax Californicus, an A. Dolichophallus? Uh, that's by Janet L. Phallus. Leonard, John, L., John S. Pierce, and Alice Bryant Harper. I do think I should credit them for legal reasons. And it is a brief description, albeit a graphic one, of the reproductive cycles of slugs. And what I want you two to do is read a paragraph of this each in the sexiest oh, voice that you can. Oh, Good lord. So Is my voice not already sexy enough? I was going to say, mine, I'm, I'm which, always Which so one of you would like to start? I'll, I'll start. I'm happy with this. And then, you uh, if I... you'd care to read the top paragraph. However, Jordan, however, I, I think you might need a bit of assistance. Uh, oh god, this. What, is this exactly what I think it is? Oh, oh dear. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Oh. Courtship behaviour for slugs involves the following steps. Exploratory contact, progressing to an anti-parallel orientation. Then reciprocal head-swinging and biting, 
accompanied by gradual swelling of the genital regions. <laughs> the genital regions of the slugs come into contact and separate a few times before Whoa. the pair motionlessly rest with the swollen genital regions in alignment. Copulation. Copulation is considered to occur when the slugs remain motionless in this position for one minute or more. At least one penis is seen collecting the slugs. <laughs> two, type of, two, types of two types of copulation can be observed. Simultaneously reciprocal in which the slugs are connected by two penises for at least part of the copulation duration as a unilateral in which only one penis is connecting the slugs. In many cases, the genital areas are so close that it is impossible to determine, to determine conclusively whether the copulation is unilateral or simultaneously reciprocal. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty sexy, Jordan. <sighs> pretty, pretty damn sexy. But Robbie, how sexy take a do you cold think shower. you can be? Very. Right, Robbie, would you care to read us with this sexy, sexy Marvin Gaye backing oh. music? The second paragraph describing slug intercourse. One or both slugs turn towards the penis area during copulation and begin chewing on the partner's penis. In order for chewing to occur, there has to be a sufficient length of... <laughs> Come on, I'm trying to be a sexy slug. Sorry, go on. Sorry, go on. Robbie. In order. Wait, you're trying to be a sexy <laughs> slug. <laughs> that's, that's what... Yes. Uh, in order for chewing to occur, there has to be a sufficient length of penis exposed between the pair to allow a slug to turn its head far enough to get its vagula over the penis. Once effective chewing begins, it can be determined whose penis is being attacked. <laughs> attacked! <laughs> whose penis is being attacked by the violent, withering movements of the owner. In every case, the penis is served by the partner. Apophilation is a slow process. It's worth describing. This is something that all slugs do. It is completely unique to slugs. Um, and we're about to find out what it is. Robbie, if you'd care to continue. It's a slow process. And normally, the gradual erosion of the penis is visible before the penis is served. That's severed. (laughs) (laughs) Serve off a penis. (laughs) I hate it when waiters do that to my food when they accidentally go and sever it instead of when I'm hoping for them to serve it. Or when they do that to my mortal enemies when they accidentally serve them when we just end up playing tennis instead of being beheaded. Um, Sorry, anyway. But the penis is severed. Once... Apophilation is complete. The severed stub of the penis is usually eaten by the slug who severed it. 
There we go. That oh, is sexy. Cool. Very, very sexy. I'm sure. I mean, I'm I'm aroused right now. I'm I'm always aroused when we do this show. I, I like. I especially. Even more so. I especially liked your lingering emphasis on like penis. It's inter- It's interesting that when trying to be sexy. Like, your strategy relies on just saying the word penis really, <laughs> really slowly. As penis. penis. Tim Curry. That's what, no, um, I was just trying to do something different to Jordan. So, yeah, what, what do we make, by the way, about the mating habits of slugs? It was actually... It was, <laughs> it was, it was what interesting. What a question. I liked, I liked the fact that it was, like, multiple penises going everywhere. And, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And then so, one of them severed for some reason. Is this different to human reproduction? Because, <laughs> because from my experience, this is this is pretty accurate. Yeah, you, you, you finish mating by lying there for a minute or more, <laughs> and then you eat your partner's genitals. Yeah, it's pretty much spot on. It's what I do yeah, every I time. It is interesting though, because um, I, I believe that all slugs are sort of oh, what, what's the term called when they've got both? Oh, um, ace, not asexual. That's um, they're, that's they're hermaphrodites. Hermaphrodites. So they've got they've got. Um, but mo- most of it's just oh, no, they've, they've got they've got little slug pieces. I was thinking of it asexual reproduction, but that's when you um, yeah, impregnate eight, yourself, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is cool. I wish I could do that. <laughs> just now, do it on air. <laughs> now for the asexual reproduction <laughs> segment <laughs> with Jordan Reynolds. <laughs> just me screaming as I give birth. Jordan, just like I like to be in asexual reproduction by lighting a few candles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe treating myself to a bath with some roses. Maybe. Dipping some strawberries in chocolate. Make myself a nice pasta dish. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't you don't want to go hungry while you're having sex with yourself. Is that the aim of eating pasta? I, I to have sex with yourself. <laughs> yeah. As someone that did that last night. You know that that explains why why I've seen you being kicked out of so many Italian restaurants. <laughs> isn't this what we do after we eat pasta, guys? That's that's such an Italian thing to do, isn't it? You, you can't find anything else nearby. So pff, I'll have, have sex do. with yourself. You've eaten all the pasta. You can't have sex with the pasta anymore. <laughs> so you might as well just have sex with yourself. You walk out. You see a slug. You think that'll do, and then you walk home without any bits because the slug has bitten your penis off. Yep. Welcome to verbal discharge. Please leave your message during the tone, which is right now. So please continue listening after the tone. So there was this place I used to go. Uh, back when I was a bit of a nipper, oh, right. I used to go there a few times a week. Um, and when I went there, there were some kids, and they'd call me names, and they'd say nasty things to me. And it was called school. This place. That sounds pretty. Went, yeah, that sounds terrible. like school. Yeah. Yep. Did, did either of you go to school? Yeah, I did for for quite some time. Did either of you get called names ever? Yeah. Mhm. Mhm. Names like Jordan or James. Or and Robbie. more, and other names. <laughs> that yeah. was very occasional. <laughs> <laughs> right, the thing about being called Robbie is that it rhymes with Nobby. Um, so you you get you get a lot of that. Um, I don't know if there are equivalents. Yeah, for... there, there are. Um, it's not very good, but you can crowbar a rhyme into most names. Because I was called Jordan, there was Horden. What? What? Whore, as in, as in, Lady of the Night, or Man no, of the no, Night. Right. Not as Horden. in, not as in, you Horden. used to just keep copies, keep everything to yourself. You used to hoard everything. <laughs> like, oh, that's look at that Reynolds over there. He hoards everything. The hoarding. <laughs> I used to have my, my my name's an interesting one because it it can be used like as an insult, but only when you're in reception and like mm. like the early years of primary school when it's a valid insult. Because Bosson 
my surname yeah. sounds quite a lot like bottom <laughs> to a child. Um, and this this is so I, I got a lot of James James Bottom, but my brother, <laughs> yes. my brother uh, Will had it way way worse. He he got because he was open to Willie Bottom, <laughs> which is which is the most reception grade insult you will ever hear. But absolutely fantastic. It's really funny. It's tragically funny, isn't yeah. it? Willie Bottom. Because it is so devoid of wit or anything, but it's so funny. It's just it, it's it's amazing in as much as just boiled down to its core principles. That insult is. Let's take two vaguely taboos or rude topics such as a willy and a bottom <laughs> put them together and use it to refer to you willy bottom you could do the same with either side of a body with in any other is there any other part of the bodies you can the, the thing is so though the, be like front and back front back breast back <laughs> the thing is though the situation works as an breast insult spine. because they're things that for whatever reason we've decided as a society it is insulting to refer to someone else. Yeah. See, like, I, if, I, uh, if you said to someone like, "Oh, look at you, you, you eyeball," like, that <laughs> doesn't really mean anything. Your big like, nose. Pe- people be, "Oh, look at you with your with your elbows." Uh. See, I find it interesting that kids come to the conclusion that willies and bottoms are bad things because generally, when you're a child, you have a lot less kind of sense of modesty yeah, as, than you do now. Yeah. Like. Right now, I wouldn't run around naked around the studio, but four, five, year, five years old, <laughs> five years I would. Ago. Four, five years ago, <laughs> it's it's a liberating experience to run around the studio naked. I did it earlier, but then a new guy came in and was he was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it is it is it is an interesting one. Do, do you think it's nature or nurture though that's that's taught kids? Do that you think it's because we we, we excrete waste out of those two natural devices? Um, and that is why we and because waste is bad because we throw that away we get rid of that we don't talk about that we don't eat it we don't hopefully uh, we don't talk about it yeah, yeah I mean, it's, it's generally because obviously it's quite unsanitary as well yeah. there's that connotation that it's kind of dirty it's quite poo bum that's one see you, you put poo, you put poo in there and then all of a sudden it makes sense yeah because I am not ashamed to admit that as a 22 year old man I still find the word poo a bit funny <laughs> I find it so much easier in everyday like statements to just say feces. It's just, or, I, I, I still say poo, and every time I say poo, I giggle inside. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes outside. I think the other thing that I had, um, like when I was when I was a nipper, when I was a wee boy, I basically my ears were the same size then that they are now. Uh, so you've grown into them. That, so, yeah, that but, may not sound remarkable, but for the time they, being, they were quite quite noticeable yeah like 12 years ago my ears were the size that they should be on a like a a 20 year old man rather than an eight-year-old boy Mm. um and so yeah that was that was a a constant source of amusement for people (laughs) i always used to hope i used to dream one day that i'd come across a bully that was clever enough to tag the two names together so they could call me Nobby and Big Ears. Uh, but did, did it ever happen? No. One person got onto Big Ears, Where's Noddy? And I was hoping that was going to be the day. That was going to be the day <laughs> that finally someone was going to call me the ultimate insult. And it's never happened. It's, it's terrible in as much as... Because bullies are very, very seldom legitimately funny. No. <laughs> yeah. Like, like you know that the thing is, like, like you get you get that statement. I remember it being up on posters all around my school and things. The whole, um, if you laugh along with a bully, you are a bully. And I was always looking for the little asterisks that led to like a smaller text at the bottom that said, 
an awesome appreciator of really shit uh, comedy. Uh, <laughs> you, can't, you can't say that, we're live. I suppose the, the thing is, though, that the bullies essentially have the power in school, so they don't have any cause, therefore, to go off and to develop... be funny. ...the, yeah. <laughs> the, the defence mechanism that is a sense of humour. Is that what you think of being funny is, a defence mechanism? I don't know, I don't know. Um, I mean, possibly for myself, certainly. I suppose I the thing is, though, well, not certainly, but as much as as much as I'd mock it, it is like the, the, thinking about it now. That's probably quite true of myself as well. You can yeah. you can use yeah. humour to overcome awkward situations as well. All that yeah. sort of stuff. It, it's it's just just to deflect anything. Yeah, as I've as I've learnt. Yeah, including but, job interviews. It's just <laughs> deflect <laughs> job interviews. <laughs> just send them back into uh, space. I'm a writer. I don't need any employment. <laughs> There's um. I've I've. Turned down job offers for some other reasons, other than being funny. Like, like there was one. Do, 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 I won't take this job at Waterstones. I'm too funny for it. <laughs> there was the. Um, this is this is this is a funny little anecdote. Hey, oh, Robbie, you, you know your job? Yes. What is it? I go into schools and I tell kids, "Hey, do you want to come to university? Why don't you? It's really good. Help, and then I help them write personal statements so they can get in." At the ages of like six. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they get you write personal statements for no, six I'll years. No, I'll go in and tell them how to write a personal statement. <laughs> this is just a kid. I really like fire trucks, <laughs> and I want to be a fireman. Um, <laughs> you may remember, Robbie, that we both attended the same training day. We did for the for the job. I got offered the job as well that you ended up getting. Yeah. But I didn't. So did I. I didn't accept the job because. There was a bit of paperwork that we had to fill out and return yes. to an office. And I, I can tell by your face, I've told you this before. Yes. The, oh, yeah, we've heard it any before. Any story you've but... ever told. Um, Keep going. I, I spilt accidentally. <laughs> I, had, I had the paperwork that I'd filled out on my desk. And one day, I was eating my staple meal of toast and spaghetti hoops <laughs> near to it. And I spilt some spaghetti hoop sauce all over the paperwork. And I thought, I can't bring this into them and, and accept their job offer with spaghetti sauce all over my <laughs> all over my relevant dossier and paperwork. Because that was the deadline day, wasn't it? That was the, that was the deadline day. By. And I, it, it just got to the point where I thought, well, you know, that, that that's that job opportunity down the camp. <laughs> and I, I never sent in the paperwork. Could have been absolutely life-changing for you. You could have, you could have really found something that you were good at for once. And yet, <laughs> oh. instead, here you are, stuck in a rut without any potential life prospects. Mm. But never mind. That's what Odin will do to you. That's what spaghetti hoops will do to you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mention my employers. <laughs> Even though it is my last day on Monday. So it doesn't really matter what they're going to do. Come after you with a spear. I'm hunting my white bosun. <laughs> We've got, um, there's, there's, there's an interesting thing at work where they, they, they like to sort of quiz you on the spot about things relating to the company. There's one manager in particular I can't name who is known for coming up to people and I'll just sort of point at you and go, who founded Odeon and when? Um, and, and, you, and you think, how does this have any relevance to me serving people popcorn? How, <laughs> how does this affect... Who did found Odeon? Oscar Deutsch. And when? <laughs> I'm terrible at those. 1923. Why did he call it Odeon and not because Oscar Deutsch? Because it stands for Oscar Deutsch's Entertainment... Oh. Odyssey. Oh, it, it, it was no, something. N. It was, it was um, something. It was Oscar Deutsch's Entertainment Something Complex, or, or, or I, I don't know. Right, okay. Uh, but there was, there was, there was some, something Oscar Deutsch. But yeah, <laughs> that is an awesome name. We, we've gotten very off topic. Yeah. Oh, there's, there's, that's, that's never, a, that's never a worry per se. Do you have any bridges you want to burn with Odeon? 
Um, not while I'm still employed there, and I need the reference. But um, there's, there's, there's plenty of parts of the actual building I'd like to burn. <laughs> the, the, the screens themselves? You want to burn them down mid-screening of... I would, I would purge screen 9 because it's horrendously haunted. Oh, is it, it's a haunted screen? It's haunted. It, it's, it's our haunted screen. Um, someone died in there once. Wow. Um, and supposedly it's still haunted. There's, there's a lot of people who claim that... Um, I'm, I'm like... I, I always thought, like, whenever I'd be in there late, if I was working yeah. a late shift, finishing at half two in the morning or such, like, you'd be cleaning or checking the fire or doing whatever. And there were a few times when I'd stand at the bottom and I'd, um, I'd, I'd, I could swear out the corner of my eye, I'd see someone standing up at the top of, like, the <laughs> ramp. But oh. whenever I looked, they wouldn't be there. And I questioned a manager about it. I was like, did, did someone come into the screen? Because I could swear I saw someone, but then they weren't there when I looked. And they said, Which screen was it? I was like, screen nine. And there was just instantly just that sullen look on their face of, <laughs> oh. <He's seen> <laughs> the, um, though, and yeah, they, they told me that it was haunted. If and you then, were the projectionist, though, that's a very easy joke to play and a very mm, satisfying one just to project people around the room. Well, projectionists don't exist anymore, though. And Yeah, I know. Someone walks in and presses a button. But. It's also um, it's quite well known because the screen uh, has some problems with the lights and mm. the lights will just cut out at any moment and there is nothing scarier than being in the screen very late at night and all the lights just going... There is nothing scarier than the lights just cutting out when you're doing something and you're in a vulnerable position. Really freaks you out. Oh God, I don't need to see bloody Dumbledore today. What's happening here? <laughs> Laugh cry emoji, laugh cry emoji, laugh cry emoji On point, on point, on point, 100, 100, 100 Guys, what am I talking about? You're talking about how you feel Yeah With your hands Yeah Or your feelings Hmm Yeah So guys, you know emojis? No. Yeah. What's an emoji? Uh, an emoji is a small icon or glyph um, that are being used by people uh, on the interwebs and in between text messages uh, to indicate certain feelings or things. It's quite interesting emojis. A lot of uh, linguistics professors have been declaring it just a completely new language. Um, Effectively invented en masse by the internet. It's the internet's first unifying language, which is a beautiful thing, really. And what are feelings... Brilliant. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think lots of people knew that this was coming. We were all waiting for emojis. I wasn't waiting. I'm not particularly fond of emojis. They're overused. Um, we were all waiting for emojis to enter the big leagues and to become official. And you know what, guys? This week, this week saw that day happen. Um, the Finnish Foreign Ministry have been the first country in the world to release their own national emojis. Wow. Uh, yeah, and they've released basically an emoji pack that they feel fully sum up what it is to be Finnish, what life in Finland is like, and everything Finnish. Um, they've only released three of them so far. Okay, so it isn't finished. Um, very witty. Thank, thank you. Um, the three they've released so far are there's some people in a sauna, um, there is a Finnish. <laughs> <laughs> some people. In that a... is what I think of when I think of Finland. You think of people in I saunas. I think of of little emoticons designating people. In I guarantee this this feeling will only grow, Robbie, as I reveal to you the next two definitive <laughs> things about living in Finland. 
Uh, one of them is sort of a head-bangy-looking gentleman. He's, he's got his hands raised in the air in the Dio devil horn symbol. He's, he's got long hair. Because, obviously, you know, Finland has a big black metal community. Lots yeah. of people consider it the true birthplace of metal. And the other one uh, is an emoji of the Nokia 3310. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, really? It's really? Yes. Really. The Nokia wow. 3310 That's was... actually yeah, true. It yeah. was uh, initially developed in Finland... And they are incredibly proud about this. To the point where they have apparently decided this is one of the defining things no, about Finland. No, it's a sponsorship thing, isn't it? Clearly this is a movement sponsored by Nokia. You'd, you'd have thought... Apparently, that's though... That's so infitting with their, their brand. They are, they are regarded, emojis. or the 3310s, as being a sort of a cult classic phone. They, mm. they, they are one of the best-selling phones ever produced. It's because it was like one of the only ones that was worth getting back then. Yeah, they were just—they they were still really, I, really solid. I remember like my my mom and my granddad having one, and that my granddad discovered Snake on such a thing yeah. and then played it forever. <laughs> I can't think of a moment where he wasn't sat down. And he was on his phone. That he was actually using the phone for anything other than Snake. <laughs> so, guys, given that um, the Finnish Foreign Ministry's gone ahead and released some national emojis. I was wondering if we could all pitch in now, may- maybe get-, get in touch with our government, uh, depending on okay. how well this next segment goes, <laughs> and see if oh, they're we always could... listening to us. And see if we and could not just in a Edward Snowden type. Deal. I've I've heard that John McDonnell is a huge huge fan of us personally. Yeah, Eric Pickles really into discharge. <laughs> oh, that was a very very funny <laughs> sentence. So, um, if we could produce a series of emojis that would sum up life in Britain. What do we all think those would look like? What emojis would we create to summarise British life? So, um, a homeless person holding up a sign that says bedroom tax. <laughs> uh, a pigeon. A pigeon? A pigeon, I feel, would just be apt. But I, I like it, I like it. But the problem is, though, pigeons are everywhere. Exactly. They're, they're hardly unique to British life. Well, no, but I feel they are what sums us up best, despite the fact that they're not ours. Little winged devils. Well, to be fair, do you know what? Nokia 3310s are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> didn't stop Finland. Yeah, but... Saunas are everywhere. But they, they invented the Nokia 3310. We didn't, we didn't invent pigeons. <laughs> they didn't invent saunas. Unless they did, in which case I, I, I apologise to Finland. I <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'd really like to see uh, an emoji of some soggy chips. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I, I can get behind that idea. Yeah. Undercooked. You look finished. at them. Are they soggy because they're undercooked? Are they soggy because it's Britain and it always rains? Who knows? That's left up to the, 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 the imagination of the user. I'd like no emoji of a cod because there's a cod shortage. Is there really? To go along. Or there was a few years ago. Uh, um, I remember this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a really out-of-date joke. A specific, like, topical joke from about five, six years yeah, ago. Yeah, that was about 2011. There's part of me. In the great got, cod crisis. That's got my fingers crossed. That, <laughs> sure. Like, like it, it, li- literally two minutes ago, it was announced that cod were extinct. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that would make this so worthwhile. That would I'm, make... Oh, sorry, go on. No, I just feel there's, there's a load of time-travelling chip shop owners. They're just <laughs> laughing their heads off, listening to this if, if if cod actually went extinct how much do you think i could sell the bat the box of battered fish in my freezer for <laughs> <laughs> probably lots of future armors anything to go by <laughs> i would really like to see a emoji of um that would summarize the experience of avoiding a charity worker in the street <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's very quintessentially british i i yeah i've i've yes there's that um, one i'm trying to think how you would 
do it because you'd have to have someone trying to avoid another person trying yeah it's, it's a difficult one because emojis are quite primitive they're mm. very to the point whereas that that's a complex procedure you've got to have two people one of them is trying to get the other one to donate money to an unspecified cause and the other one is doubtful of this and is so choosing to avoid them. That is complex. I, that That's a lot to convey in a very small glyph. We I could, say this, actually. I once recommended a charity worker to come and listen to this podcast. So maybe they're listening now. I, really? told, I told my hairdresser yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was a yeah charity wor- worker. So I was wearing a Joy Division oven glove, the Hop and Hop Biscuit t-shirt. And one stopped me in the street and said, is that Ian Curtis on your t-shirt? And I stopped and I ended up talking to him for about five minutes. In the end, it came around to me mentioning and passing that I did this podcast. And I, they asked for the link, and I gave it to them, and they wrote it down. I hope, so I hope they're maybe listening. they're listening now. Who knows? In which case, See, you, you don't have an obligation to that person. Like th- this hairdresser that I told us, I also off the hand, off the cuff mentioned, "Oh yeah, we um, got best show last year." <laughs> and he went, "Well, I'm going to listen to it if it's not funny. I'm going to charge you extra." And I, <laughs> and I, I haven't, I haven't been back, but I've gone to another hairdresser since because I'm too <laughs> afraid to go back in him to go. I thought it was really bad. <laughs> I really like the policy of never returning to a place. There's a, there's a a place just near my old uh, uni halls that I, that I used to get my hair cut at. I got it cut three or four times there, which is mm. a lot for me because I don't get my hair cut very often. Yeah. And then um, there was one day when I booked an appointment for them, and it was quite early in the morning, and I overslept mm. and missed the appointment, and I had that moment of, well, I can never get my hair cut there <laughs> again, and I haven't been back since. And every time I walk past, I try and cover my face, and shuffle past her in the hope they won't see me and go, there he is! He ruined our business by missing that one appointment! To complete the trilogy of never going back to places, uh, there's an Asda in Long Eaton that I would occasionally, like, it was where, it was the cheapest shop nearby, so it's where my parents would do the food shopping. Okay. Um, even though it was sort of 20 minutes drive away. I would, I remember I'd always sort of, as they were looking at something else, I'd go and look at the, the games at the back. Right. And one day I decided I'd saved up, they had, I'd seen the week beforehand, they had Battalion Wars 2, had dropped down in price pretty dramatically. Oh, that was a really good game yeah. as well, yeah. I, I decided I'm going to buy that, it was like, what, 15 quid? So I, w- I took it up to the counter, and I had the change in my pocket, I began to count it out, and it was in small change, because that was, that was what I had. But yeah, I began to count out the change, so I took out one pound, took out another pound, and then began to take out like 20 peas, and eventually I worked my way up to about 14 pound 30. Right. At which point I began going through my pockets frantically and said, "I don't, I don't, I don't have it. I don't, I don't have the many seventy p." And the woman behind the nose, behind the nose, behind the counter, <laughs> who was a fairly tall woman, <laughs> Salvador Dali, <laughs> as <Asa, laughs> is this? <laughs> no, the, uh, behind the counter, she had sort of long brown hair and she had a quite sort of notable nose, actually, uh, and sort of a thin face, and. She just looked at me blankly, like, waiting for the money. Frankly, there was no cue, and I said, oh, I must have dropped it, because I'm sure I had all the money. Um, <laughs> Still I, try and blag it. <laughs> I, I went back, and I had a look around the rest of the shop, uh, around sort of that area, and couldn't, couldn't see it. And in the end, because I'd left 14 quid at the counter, I went to my dad, well, I asked to borrow 70p, and he gave me a fiver. And I then sort of began trouncing back, and again, there was no one there. And she was, you know that awkward thing of when you, you're meeting someone, and you've both seen each other, but you're too far away to greet each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was sort of that. And she was just staring at me, and I was trouncing forward slowly. And I was also wearing jeans that were far, far too big for me. And they were slapping <laughs> along the floor. And I was walking really awkwardly <laughs> up to it. And sort of, I, I felt really difficult. And I slapped that fiver down in the corner, on the counter rather, and had to take these £4.30 back. Uh, and then she eventually, she, she gave me the copy of the game. And then every now and again, I would go into that Astra again. 
and I would see her on the counter and I would just not buy whatever it was I was going to buy. <laughs> <laughs> Put it back on and wait for next time, which is sometimes be like three weeks away. But I just couldn't bear it. And she wouldn't remember me. And this went on for about five years. She kept working there until eventually I bit the bullet and bought, what was it? Pokemon Heart Gold. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like how that's a purchase, like good enough to justify <laughs> you breaking this long standing habit of not. The other thing is, there was about three years between this, and I was, this was one purchase, you would have forgotten it inside two days. Mm-hmm. I was sweating when I got up to the counter with a copy <laughs> of Pokemon Heart Gold. I was, I was really nervous about talking to this woman, because I'd remembered her ever since, and I was worried she'd remembered me as well, but then I realised, no, I'm just forgettable. It would have been beautiful if all your fears were realised. <laughs> and she said, hey, weren't you that guy who gave me <laughs> short change for Battalion Wars 2 <laughs> five years ago? <laughs> I, I want an emoji of her and her nose. I that, that. that is a hard one to... Uh, do, you, do you want just her, or...? I want the, the abstract concept of not having enough change. <laughs> 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 and then we can have an Obama emoji when America comes through and they can change all that. He can, he can bring change. We, we can make this happen. So we'll, we'll have that as an emoji. Uh, I'd really like to see an emoji of daytime drinking. <laughs> because I think that's uniquely British. Yeah, it's very acceptable here. Compared to anybody, anywhere yeah, anywhere else, else it's... can we have an emoji of a thirteen-year-old with a bottle of frosty oh, jacks in, could... a, in a, a like sat next to a, a bus stop? Bench. Oh, they yeah. could have they could have an emoji of like my childhood sitting in Bluebell Park with like frosty jacks or Balmers. <laughs> you drank frosty jacks as a uh, as a Ute. I, as a Ute, I, I would drink frosty jacks or I would drink Balmers if 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 my mom was buying the alcohol for me. See, I uh. was never cool enough to be invited to the alcohol parties. I sat and played Battalion Wars two instead. For I I ten years. I was never really invited to um the the the, the cool alcohol parties so me and a group of friends who were also never invited to the cool alcohol parties started forming our own (laughs) and it's a friendships or a group of friendships that that are still with me today and it it all stemmed from drinking rum in a park that we got john barlow to buy us because he was 18 and could do what what an adventure it was any other See, emojis anyone in my like head to see i barrow heard john barrowman john barrowman john bought it for hey john barrowman can you buy me this rum <laughs> and he runs up and does like a song and sure thing kid because he's got a weird kind of sort of american accent I, I just imagine doing like a full song and dance routine before he actually goes and buys it <laughs> has to do a musical number atop a bus uh, are there any other emojis anyone would like to add um, I, I can't really think of quintessentially that. British images. I just want to stray away from the obvious ones that, if we ever did that, the British government would release would be like a cup of tea, yeah, a pound coin, and a, a poppy, British bulldog, the, the Queen, just all all that jazz. Yeah. Can we, instead of having the monarchs, can we have us? Because I feel verbal discharge is a key part of British life. Um, yeah. Us, what on coins or as an emoji? Yeah, can we have us on five pound notes? Let's overthrow the monarchy. Oh, you don't say that on the, you don't say that on the air, do you? Verbal discharge. Verbal discharge. Quick poll for the people in the studio here. Okay. What is our favourite kind of culture? Um, what as in as in culture as in cultural just, identity just or favorite, aspects of culture? Favourite kind of culture. If I were to say culture, what's your favourite? Greek. Greek culture, okay. Ooh, Jordan? See, I was going to go for that because I was swore you were going to go for Norse. I'll say Norse because Norse is still pretty interesting. Norse. Norse so we've got Norse and Greek. Do you know what my favourite kind of culture is? Pop what? culture. Popular culture. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay. My favourite kind of culture is popular culture. Do you know why? Why? Because it's so popular. 
<laughs> the, the look of satisfaction on your face as you said that. <laughs> that does not work in an audio medium. Uh, popular culture. I think it's great. I really like popular culture. And I thought, therefore, it's time for the popular culture quiz. Yay! Ooh. I'm going to be quizzing you about all kinds of popular things in popular culture, um, such as popularness and culture. So, can you win and be popular? Let's like find culture? Out. Do you want to find out? Okay. Yeah. Um, for question number one, I want you to answer this question from the multiple choices about popular culture. Um, <laughs> the question will be about popular culture. Okay. And the answers will also be about popular culture. And I want you to pick the, the correct one that corresponds from the question about popular culture. The answer that is about the same part of popular culture and answers the question about popular culture using the first part of the popular culture. Do we get it? I think you know I've got doing? it. I think I've got it down. Fantastic. Maybe. You might just have to explain it once more, though. Okay. Well, uh, if you use the... Just answer the question. <laughs> you got it? Yeah, that works. Okay. Um, question number one in the popular culture quiz. In the title track from her first album, top songstress Katy Perry once sang that she did not want to be one of the Watts. Was it boys, girls, or bloodhounds? What is the popular culture answer? Girls? Boys. The correct answer is boys. Yay! Congratulations, James. You know some popular culture. Woo! Songs. Are you going to make a note of these so we've actually like got a record of Fine, who's winning? Yeah, I'll, I'll do this. I'll get a pen out. I'm not um, popular. <laughs> are we, are we going to determine... How many questions are there in this quiz? Ten. Are we going to determine the amount of right answers we get to be an indication out of, of ten of how popular are. we are? How, yes. Yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, this okay. is going to, to fall. Yeah, this is going to get brutal. Watch, watch <laughs> this just be all downhill from it. So at the moment, Jordan, I'm one popular point more popular than you. <laughs> uh, question two. Which Pokemon is the best? Is it Snorlax, Pikachu, or Piplup? This is, this is very... According to popular culture, which Pokemon is the best? What do, what what quantifies as the best? The most liked or just the general best at According fighting? According to popular culture, which Pokemon is the best? Is it Snorlax, Pikachu or Piplup? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Pikachu. I'm going to go for Snorlax then. Well, Jordan, you are not correct. Of course but you not. are correct because Snorlax is my favourite. Yeah. But Pikachu is the best according to popular culture. So James is two points to the good. Oh, Jordan, I'm... It's because you're choosing the right answers and I'm going for something diverse. Currently 20% more popular than you are. But I'm more cultured. <laughs> so, Brad Pitt, top actor Brad Pitt. Um, yes. He's been in some films that are he part is, of He is a man. He was in films such as The Fight Club, in which he fights with a club, and some other films that are part of the pop culture canon. And The Curious Case of Benjamin's Button. Yes. In which uh, a button falls off a man's waistcoat and he spends two and a half hours trying to find it. Has it gone under the sofa? You have to watch films no. to find out. Do you know what actually happens? What? The button flies back onto the jacket. Oh. And two- oh. yeah. uh, so, top actor Brad Pitt is married to which top actress? Oh, I don't know this. Is it A, Snorlax, Wait. B, no, Pikachu, or C, Angelina Jolie? Angelina Jolie? I'm also I, you're going to You're going to give me a wrong for this now, <laughs> aren't you? Uh, I'm going to say... Because I need to give Jordan some opportunities to catch up. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say Snorlax. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's Angela Jolie, though. I can, see why oh. com- I can see why you'd confuse her for Snorlax. Isn't Actually, she like an ambassador now or something? Oh, like yeah. That? She like works for the UN doing she, talks. Yeah, she's, she's very passionate about an awful lot of quite good causes. She mm. does good work. Good for her. Yeah. Uh, question four and the popular culture quiz. Dogs. 
Okay. And your potential answers are cats, Labradors, and Vespa Lynn. <laughs> Is Vespa Lynn Eva Green's character from <laughs> Casino, Casino Royale? Royale. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so you've, the question is dogs, and the answers are cats, Labradors, or Vespa Lynn. I'm going to go for Labradors. <laughs> I'm going to go for Vespa Lynn. The correct answer, neither of you are right, it was cats. Because in oh. popular culture, dogs and cats, they go together. Ah, oh. Cats, dogs, oh. Labradors Sometimes, sometimes they dogs. rain. Yeah, they do. Sometimes they rain. Like it was raining today. And you know what? It wasn't raining cats and dogs, it was just raining water. Question five. What, what is the, the definition of raining cats and dogs? Is that when it's raining very heavily? I think it's when there are... Cats and dogs falling from yeah. the sky. Yeah. It's an awful mess to clean up. <laughs> <laughs> the entrails of millions and millions of dead animals. They never fit down the drains. No. It's awful. Well, Nightmare. The, the first few do, but then they get stuck. What, <laughs> what, what do you do with all the skins? so inefficient. Yeah. Oh, you just have to you just have to build up like the flesh pits or corpse drains or something. See, you say that windscreen wipes are inefficient, and they certainly are when when a young puppy hits your uh, hits your windscreen at terminal velocity. <laughs> exactly. You don't have a windscreen anymore <laughs> yeah. after the first one. You don't have a puppy either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question five of the popular culture quiz. I want to tell you about some popular culture, and you want to tell me about the popular culture. Has this quiz format got old on the podcast? Yes, yet. Yes, <laughs> no, or please give me some honest feedback. I really want to know. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say no. Because <laughs> we, we rely heavily on this feedback, on this, uh, this format, and I'd like to hope that it's still kind of funny. <laughs> Jordan, what do you say? I'm gonna say the the third one. Please help me. Give me some feedback. <laughs> um, the correct answer is please give me some honest feedback. Because that's what I want yeah. from popular culture. Because <laughs> uh, we don't know. We're undecided. We're undecided. We don't know. Mm. Maybe maybe we do. Maybe we don't. I don't know. Uh, question six of the popular culture quiz. Even the nonsense ones I've done at least three times now for variety. Like where it just descends into just nonsense after a while. And I stopped taking the subject seriously. Okay. Because I got bored of doing proper... Or not bored of doing proper quiz. I just realised they were getting samey. Um, even those ones. Those, those, those as well. Is it the answer? Is it yes, no, or just say it, Ben? We all know you're thinking it. <laughs> Do you know what? When I wrote that answer, I was kind of hoping Ben would be here. But he isn't. He's not. He's, he's not. He's, he's gone. He's in Sheffield. He's in Sheffield. What's his fireworks? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Went to, to see some fireworks. Of course he did. You, know what? you can see fireworks here. We had a great display in the opening. Fireworks all over the bloody place. Opening link. Great fireworks. Don't know well, no, he had to go to Sheffield to see them. Um, what were the answers, sorry? Yes, no, or just say it, Ben, we all know you're thinking it. I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say no. Uh, yeah, you're probably both right, I don't know. Um, <laughs> just give you both a point. Well done. Um, question seven. Well, what about the thing where James says a load of yes or no questions and then tries to prompt discussion out of it? Uh, yes, Dragon Ball Z, or Paul Greengrass? I'll go um, for Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, same. Um, incorrect. Captain Phillips was directed by Paul Greengrass. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> neither of you correct. Number eight. Jordan, don't think you're excluded from this. How many truth or lie quizzes can a man do before he questions everything he sees before him? Yes, 14, or why? 14. Why? Have I done that many? I don't know. Um, I'm looking through. Th- I never read this quiz back before I, I just thought, popular culture, that's great. Um, why is probably the correct answer, I don't know. <laughs> uh, your lack of any structure to this quiz and also how you're descending into just insulting us all <laughs> it's interesting though in as much as you have insulted our quiz format so heavily 
but then failed to structure a quiz correctly. <laughs> Uh, so currently the scores are four three to James. Yeah. Which means that you've got two questions though, James. George. Oh, who are you? Which one are you? He could pull it back. He could pull it back. Yep. <laughs> okay. Question nine. These quizzes always run out of steam round question eight too, uh, and the joke stops being funny. Um and your answers are we get it, Robbie, you're self aware. Um oh now there's another layer to it, how clever, shut up. Or Piplup. We get it, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> You're self-aware. I'm going to say Piplop. <laughs> Correct, Piplop. Wow! <laughs> Piplop was such a good Pokemon. It was. It was a penguin. It was brilliant. I it wasn't one. a Pokemon. It was just an animal that they mistaken me. This is you being better about losing that question. <laughs> it's not a Pokemon. It's just a penguin. <laughs> God! Don't take this out on Piplop. I had one called Philip on Pokemon Diamond. And I was really fond of it. And I got to the level 100. You um, got a Piplop to level 100. Yeah. The yeah. only Pokemon I ever got to level 100 was Rayquaza and, and Emerald. We brought this up last no, two weeks ago when we were doing mm. the songs. Yeah. 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 Um, question 10, the final question. Do you know what? Just make this interesting. I'm going to throw in like 10 points if you get this question right. <laughs> oh. Uh, so it's automatically But you don't weird. even know what the question <laughs> right answer uh, is. Yeah, but there's no multiple choice for this question, so I just want you to tell me. Oh, oh okay. So the stakes are a little higher. Stakes are a little higher. That's why... If you get this question right, you automatically win the quiz. Number, question number 10. Which filmmaker directed Captain Phillips? Paul Greengrass. <laughs> Correct! God damn well it! Well done! Oh no, the answer's... I don't know, is it Dragon Ball Z? I can't remember if I wanted the joke to be there. Uh, well done, it's Paul Greengrass. Well done, James, you win. Even if I'd have said it, I'd have said it wrong, because I was going to say Philip Greengrass. <laughs> I'll be honest, it's it's a hollow victory, given that there wasn't really any cohesive structure to the last half of that quiz. Are you, are you trying to tell, tell us something about the format, I'm trying to tell myself something. I think <laughs> I began writing a quiz, and I just got bored by it. <laughs> um... So yeah, well done, James. You're really good at popular culture. Thank you. I I, I appreciate that statement. Um, Do you pride yourself on popular culture? Uh, yeah, I would like to um, thank Piplop. Yes. Uh, and my parents for supporting me. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad I finally managed to get here. I'd like to thank the academy, and and also Piplop again. And <laughs> Paul Greengrass. There was another nominee against you. Uh, and Piplop. Piplop. Do you know what radio? It's more difficult than it looks. Or sounds. Verbal Discharge. The world's third to best radio show. Not about squids. Every Thursday on Phantom Radio. Catch up at verbaldischarge.co.uk. So that was our jingle. That was our Verbal Discharge jingle. And soon enough, we will be flying off towards the moon, away from this studio. The sunset. And the sunset. We'll be flying into the sunset. We will be just like Icarus, we'll melt away into nothing and go plummeting back down to terra firma, where we belong. Precisely. Speaking of flying off, I watched something last night. What was it, Robbie? Because I am a proper film man now, I watched a silent French movie from 1902. What was it? I don't know if I've ever seen A Trip to the Moon. I have not seen it. No. To the moon. No, it is. It's regarded as possibly, or oh, it's amongst the first narrative films ever made, um, and possibly the first sci-fi or fantasy film ever. Oh, um, it was a yeah French film directed by George uh, George Millet. I don't know if I'm pronouncing <laughs> his name right, or or even if this is right. Whatever. George Millet. George Millet. Oh, oh George Millet. I will go to the moon. I will film this on my video camera. <laughs> That's precisely it. Um, so I watched this last night, and it's as a great. 
it's a great uh, feat of cinema. It's one of these things that people talk about and they say, Oh, the trip to the moon. It is un classic of the world cinema. It is something everyone has to see. Uh, it's only about 12 minutes long, so it's pretty short. It's about the length of time we've got left of the show, actually. Um, Was it any good? And it's... Right. The plot of the film is, and obviously it's a silent film, so there's no dialogue, and they sort of... The first few minutes, though, is a meeting, and it's a load of science men who, for some reason, are dressed like sort of the Cookie Crisp wizard. Um, <laughs> they're, they're stood around talking to each other, despite the fact it's a silent film, and they don't even put, like, like caption cards. There's, there's nothing to explain the plot. And then one of them draws on a, a white on a blackboard, rather, a drawing of the Earth, and then a drawing of the moon. And points to the moon, and they all start nodding and saying, "Yes, let's go to the moon." Uh, so they build a rocket, okay, and they go for some reason to help build the rocket. They get another dancing girls, okay. Uh, so, as you, you know, you need a, a few dancing girls on standby to help you build a rocket. Yeah, and so they they pile in, they go to the moon, they get on this thing, and for some reason the moon has a face when they start. The close and close to get to the moon, it suddenly has a face. Uh, they accidentally go into the moon's eye. That's terrifying. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of the mo- the iconic shot. Scorsese talks about it quite extensively in uh, Hugo. I mean, he claims it's a kids' film. It's actually just a history of cinema, and he's trying to indoctrinate people. But there we go. So yeah, this rocket goes into the moon, crashes into the moon's eye, blinds it. The moon starts to get really irate about this. Uh, as, point, as, as you would if you were a moon. Yeah. And some, some French wizards have just flown into one of your <laughs> eyes. Oh, you'd be, you'd be well peeved. The wizards then get out and they they just decide, oh, we're just going to go to sleep now. Like We've arrived, we're the first people to set foot on the moon. Let's just have a nap. So they get out, they get out of the sleeping bags and they lie down and they just begin to sleep on the moon. As you would if you landed on the moon. You would just, be, you would just immediately fall asleep. You'd need a kip. Yeah. Jet lag and everything. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I wonder how many hours out they were. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they, they arrive on the... And then they just get up because none of them can sleep. Again, jet lag. Um, and they wander off and they see there's... And again, all of this comes out of nowhere because I thought this was just sort of some nonsense, whatever, classic of cinema. There's a bloke in like a lycra onesie running around with a mask on and he sort of crouches up and runs up to them. At which point... One of them pulls out an umbrella out of nowhere, hits him over the head with it, and the guy explodes. Oh. And, I mean, it's sort of... Anything goes on the moon. Yeah. And then they walk along and they find like, there's a whole colony of them. And sort of they take them in. And instead of... I was expecting it to be like a grand meeting of the cultures and what have you. Right. And they were going to talk to each other and they were going to have whatever we're going to be oh peace with the moon no they kill the king of the moon people and then run off back to the what? rocket what they kill the king of the moon people they kill the king of the moon people why do they kill the king I of the moon know. people why do they kill the king of the moon people yeah I, I, i've said it before and i'll say it again never trust a french wizard on the moon <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah with all the moon people chase them off back onto the rocket uh, one of the moon people catches up with them and clings on the back of the rocket, which brilliantly, instead of flying back to Earth and actually taking off, they just fall off the side of the moon and fall all the way back down to France because <laughs> the moon is right above the Earth. So they can just fall all the way down to Earth. Because as we know, gravity works when you're on the moon. You can just get pulled into yeah. France. <laughs> That's fantastic. Francis, I need to watch this now. It's it's only 12 minutes long. It's, I'm guessing it's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube, yeah. Um, yeah it's on, I think it's on Netflix as well. It's it's really odd. One of the moon people lands back on Earth. It, yeah, instead of being any sign of peace or anything, they just kill him. The moment they get back, they kill him again with their magic umbrellas. Which, for some reason, that's the only thing they bring to the moon, is their pointy hats and umbrellas. Do they have space equipment? Do they have space no, gear? No, there's none of this. Mm. And again, it's made in 1902, before the whole space program was launched. 
Mm. So, fair play for someone thinking it's French wizards will be the people that lead us to the moon. Wait, but, weren't they? Oh, uh, so debatable. Really, it was Stanley Kubrick that faked the moon landing. Uh, yeah. Hashtag controversy. Um, oh, the Illuminati, oh, the Queen's a lizard. She's a lizard, and yet we're going to make an emoji of her. As a lizard, or? Both, hopefully. Well, we could, we could have like a series of emojis, like that one of the, the moon. Uh, the moon we, with its eye. No, the one where they, there's a um, there's a series of emojis oh. of the moon where like the, um, oh. the you sort of see the shadow slowly spreading over it, and so you get to the last one, and it's basically blackface. Right. <laughs> so should we have one of those or an equivalent of the Queen, where with each emoji progressive or with with each emoji she removes more and more of her face, eventually revealing that she was a lizard the whole time. Yes. I really don't think the Queen is a lizard. <laughs> I don't either. I, I, don't thought it was, I thought it was Barack Obama that was a lizard. I thought that was what yeah, it was. He is. I believe the guy that's um, been sort of, or, or it's his belief that he's uh, wider than just those two. Yeah, it's like there's, everyone yeah, in power, there's, there's, there's an entire list of like historical and cultural figures that are all believed to be a secret race of lizard people that have controlled humanity <laughs> since, like, the Dark Ages. See, David Cameron is definitely a lizard. Yeah, I, but I, I just, get strong lizardy yeah. vibes from him. But just from his personality you and not his race. Yeah. Though, uh, Prime Minister's question times when he's trying to field a question, hiding how much he very clearly wants to lick his own eyeballs <laughs> and shed <laughs> his skin. Every now and again, when the camera's on Miliband, he'll instead you just catch a fly with his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> Any anybody else would be like stained by the horrors they've inflicted upon the poor of the country but he just sheds <laughs> the skin off straight off and he eats it for nutrients <laughs> and on that note it's yep. probably about time we start wrapping things up yeah. this week yep that brings us towards the end of another show an exciting ex- installment of verbal discharge uh, in, in as always um, if you do want to listen to any of the others, you can find them all on iTunes. They're all on the website. Uh, and we'll have another one up next week as well, where I will describe the plot of more 100-year-old French films. More things. Um, and some other things will happen, probably. Um, Who knows? I guess we'll find yeah, out. We, we never, yeah, we don't know ourselves until we <laughs> sit down. So, How would you find out things about us? How to find us? Boy, Robbie, I'm glad you've asked. You could go onto our Facebook at facebook.com forward slash verbal discharge. You could find us on Twitter. Oh. At our Twitter handle, at verbdisradio. And you could go to the blog at verbaldischarge.co.uk. All of the things on the internet, all of the things at your fingertips, in your computer, on your phone, just anywhere you want it. And as ever, thank you for listening for another week. Robbie, would you care to give us the final word of the week? Cowpat. <laughs>